0: You're listening to the Typical Trends Podcast, where we talk about all things mental health, body image, inclusivity, and making conversations around these topics more typical to have. What the fuck is up, guys? It's me, but my chest is half the size. I survived. What doesn't kill you makes you stronger, stand a little taller, Gosh I mean I'm alone, and I'm alone, nah, period, yes, didn't you guys miss me, <laughs> today's one of those days where um, I'm a little bit crazy, um, I'm feeling good, I had my coffee with a shot of espresso, and I'm ready to fucking go. I don't really have anything crazy to talk about today, besides the fact that I just want to say hello and that I miss you guys. I'm kidding. I actually have, like, some stuff to talk about, um, but it's things that, you know, it's just some little updates. We have some, we have some things in the works. We have some stuff going on, and I want to just kind of have this little mini powwow and let you guys know I didn't forget about you. So let's get into it. Okay, so first off, um, let's start with surgery. Um, surgery was on April 13th. Um, it was, I had to be at the surgical center. So I got it done at Livingston Surgical Center. Um, if you guys are listening and you are from New Jersey and you know where that is, then that's great. If you don't, I'm not going to provide any further directions because I don't know the further directions. I didn't drive it. So, and I'm also horrible at directions, (laughs) but anyway, um, yes, Tim drove me and we had to be at Livingston Surgical Center for 9.30. My surgery was at 11.30. Um, I got taken in pretty quick. I like walked in, it was like a whole checkup, uh, checkup, a whole check-in thing. I had to fill out some paperwork. Um, I had to pay the, um, surgical center fee or whatever the fuck it's called, and honestly, that was the most amount of money that I spent, which is crazy. Um, if you guys didn't listen to my previous episode about getting, you know, prep for the surgery and everything, um, my insurance did fully cover me getting the surgery done. So it was $0 as far as actual surgery cost. Um, but then I did pay, my God, my throat is so dry. Um, I did pay... For like copays for the office, and then I had to get like the THC tests and the pregnancy tests, um, the medication, like that kind of stuff. But honestly, I think the copays at the office were like maybe 20 bucks, or the tests were 20 bucks, and the copays were 15, something like that. And I only went for like two of the tests, and I think maybe two or three of the appointments. And then the blood work I had to get done was covered by insurance and then it was 150 at the surgical center. So, and medication I think it was most of it was covered. I don't remember what it came out to, but it definitely was not much. It probably was less than 20 bucks, maybe less than 30 bucks. But yeah, overall like cost and everything too, it was incredible. It was it's so crazy to me to think that like I literally got the surgery for that much money. It's just nuts and I'm very grateful. Um, because again, if I wasn't going to be able to have it be covered by insurance, I was not going to get it because your bitch is broke. So I'm very glad it all worked out. Um, but yeah, so went in for the surgery. I did the paperwork. Then me and Tim sat for very, like, honestly, not very long. Um, they took me in and then I had to say bye to Tim because he couldn't come back with me. Um, they brought me to... God, it's so weird. I, like, feel like I didn't, like, run through this with anybody. (laughs) So, like, now I'm trying to, like, remember everything. But, um, yeah, they brought me in. I had to put on one of the pretty gowns and stuff. Actually, no. First, they brought me to do um, a pregnancy test. So, I had to pee in a cup. Did the pregnancy test to make sure, I guess, I didn't get pregnant overnight. And then, um, which I didn't. Good. All clear. (laughs) Mom and dad, if you're listening. Um, and then they brought me back. Um, I had to take off all of my clothes that I came in with um, and put them in like a bag. And they gave me like a gown um, and the hairnet and all that jazz um, I think I'll probably post the picture because it's honestly cute. And then I had to take my contacts out. So I wasn't supposed to wear my contacts, but I cannot see shit with my glasses on. So I wore my contacts there. And then when I was taking... When I was in the restroom to do the pregnancy test, I took my contacts out and just put my glasses on so they wouldn't yell at me. Um, I got to keep my glasses with me until they knocked me out, I guess. Um, And then the... What happened next? Oh, some nurse came in and she asked me a shit ton of questions and then, um, like just followed up with all the medications. I have asthma. So they had me bring my inhaler, make sure I had that, um, asked like three people asked me all the same exact questions. Um, but obviously they have to be thorough. Then the, um, another one of the anesthesiologists came in and they gave me a sedative to put the blockers in. So the blockers went um, between my armpit and where my boob starts. I'm not gonna say breast because I hate it. So I'm gonna say boob, and if you have a problem with it, I was gonna say tit, so you know what? I don't don't know. Um, But yeah, so they put the blocker in. So the blocker is like a nerve blocker. So it basically helps with the pain for like 24 hours. So they gave me a sedative, and then did the blocker, and then my surgeon came in, and he marked me with, like, the marker and everything for the surgery, and then, um, I don't think anything else happened after that. I think it was just more, like, sitting in the bed, and then they had given me the sedative, so I was kind of, like, a little, like, woo! Then they brought me into the, um, the room, they wheelchaired me. Um, into the surgery room, and then, or operating room, hello. I'm telling you, I'm not going to use any technical terms whatsoever. So, if you need to hear technical terms, then don't listen to this. But um, they brought me into the OR, and um, I remember being put on the table, and then there was like three or four people around me. Then there was the nurse I always see at the Um, Surgeon's office and then the surgeon And I remember him like getting scrubbed In basically I watch Grey's Anatomy So I know a lot of um, The whole process but I watched him Basically getting scrubbed in and like I think the Last time I saw him I remember him putting like music On his phone and I still for the life of me Cannot remember the song he put on But I remember hearing It start and I knew the song But I cannot remember what song It was But I just thought that was funny because I feel like I always hear that, like, they put on music when they do surgery and stuff. So I thought it was kind of funny that, like, they actually did. But um, I remember that happening and there was a surgeon on the other side of me or a nurse or somebody um, on the other side of me who she had her back to me. And this other woman was like, she's not being rude, but she just um, got sanitized so she can't face you. And I was just kind of like, okay, like I didn't think anything of it. I think she was being rude in general. Um, And then I remember the anesthesiologist making some type of a joke, um, which I don't remember what the joke was. I guess it wasn't that good. And then I remember him saying, you can put your arm out like this. And then that was it. (laughs) And then next thing I knew, I woke up in the place that I was um, like sitting when I got the the block and whatever else. And then that was it. Um, they woke me up and moved me to, like, this other chair, and they were giving me, like, crackers and shit, and then I remember Tim coming in with flowers, and, um, that's kind of it, and then I, we went home, and so I remember, like, the lady wheeling me, um, all the way down to the spot where Tim picked me up at the car, um, And then they forgot to give me back my glasses case. So some guy like sprinted down and gave us the glasses case before we left. And then I'm pretty sure we got Starbucks on the way home. I requested a bagel. It was a horrible bagel. I've never gotten a bagel from Starbucks before. um, And it really wasn't good. But I was like starving because I had to like fast from like 12 o'clock the night before. And at this point, it was like five o'clock, six o'clock. So we got Starbucks and then I went home and I was, woo! and I was doped up on drugs. Um, I was on, well, the anesthesia and then they had me on oxycodone. So between the two, I was really just feeling myself. Um, some people came over. I'm pretty sure first people to come over, I think it was Dar and then my siblings. And then my parents came later that night. Um, but yeah, I don't really remember much with them. Um, yeah, it was very like loopy the first couple of days, or at least at the first like 24 to 48 hours, which is probably because of the anesthesia. And then I was taking the oxycodone, um, every six or eight hours. I don't know. Um, shout out to Tim because he was on it with my medication on it. Oh, and I forgot I got drains too. Um, so they showed us how to like the drains worked and stuff when I came out too. And like the whole, like. We just backtrack a little bit um, to the whole when Tim brought me flowers thing. Um, I think she showed us the drains when he was there too, because he was gonna have to help me empty them. Um the drains basically get attached into the sides of both your boobs, and they just have these little bulbs at the end. It's like a clear tube that attaches like this little like bulb, and um, it just collects the fluid that like ends up collecting in the area where stuff was removed because obviously your body's trying to compensate for like space um, that was there being filled and now it's not. So then you collect fluid and blood and all that kind of stuff. So it basically is to catch all that. So that's not just like sitting inside your body. Um, so I wore those for actually wait. Okay. Let me, Oh my God. Um, yeah. First, uh, day and a half, two days or so was just kind of like dopey, just sleeping, honestly, like was in bed the whole day um, ate in bed, everything, like literally just get up to pee. Um, the pain really wasn't bad. Um, I don't remember at any point being like an excruciating pain, um, probably because between the blocker and then being like really up on my medicine, thanks to Tim, um, like between the Tylenol, the oxycodone, my antibiotic, like all that kind of stuff. Um, and honestly just sleeping, (laughs) um, I wasn't in much pain. So, um, that was good. And then, um, after the first, so I'm for my appointment the day afterwards and I got the wraps taken off, um, which I made some videos with that. So if you guys didn't see that, they're on my TikTok and they're on my Instagram as well, I think. Um, but I got the wraps taken off and that was the first time I like saw my boobs, which is crazy. It was like my, I think the first thing I said was they're so high. like they literally were like looking down. I was like, Oh my God. Like they're all just right there. It doesn't like start here and fucking continue all the way down my torso. Like just the fact that they were so high up was so crazy to me. Um, but then she let me look at them in the mirror and I cried. Um, and they basically just took the wrap off. There was still like the surgical tape on all the stitches and everything. And then I was still like putting gauze in the surgical bra. Um, the surgical bra I wear for like two to three weeks. So actually this Friday I'll be stopping the surgical bra and I transition into regular bras, which I'll go into. Um, this is just a very like fast paced, like, let me just give you a little rundown thing because yeah, I just, there's no need to have it any other way. But yeah, I went for that appointment and then it was just more days of just laying around. Um, I've been very good, but not doing anything I would say, um, doing very minimal. Tim was just so good. Um he slept in a separate spot too because I was using the pregnancy pillow and we were afraid of him hitting like me with the drains and everything. So um I would say honestly the worst part about the entire thing was the drains. Like once I got the drains taken out, I felt so much better. Like my, mo- like, my range of motion or my mobility, whatever the fuck the right word is for it, was so much better and so much easier to just do everything. Like, they weren't horrible pain-wise, but they were just constantly in the way. I like the way that the nurse, like, put them up. Like, she, like, crossed them across my body, so it was less just, like, hanging off the sides of me. But still just very annoying. Annoying to have to, like, drain them, like, in the morning and night. Like, it was just, like, it was just a thing that was added to it that, like... Once it was gone, it was like, okay, wow, this is actually what life is like now with like my chest, the way it's going to be now. Um, So then, yeah, it was just a lot more of just taking it easy. Um, I stopped the oxycodone relatively uh, soon after that other appointment. So I went for that appointment where I got the wraps off. Then it was, I think about a week afterwards that I went... No, it was like, yeah, like probably like five days. I was supposed to go the following Monday to get the drains out, but they wanted me to have consecutively low numbers that were being collected for the full day for two days in a row. So I ended up going that next Tuesday instead of the Monday, got the drains out. Um, Then it was a week after that, after I got the drains out, they told me I can drive. So I think like two or three days after that, I started driving again. Um, They say as long as you're off of the oxycodone and you have the drains out, um, for 24 hours, then you're good to drive. But I didn't want to like just hop right to it. So I waited a couple days. And then then what? Yeah, just a lot of still like just relaxing. Um, no picking up the dog. If I was taking the dog out, like if I had to, um, I literally made the leash like around my waist so I didn't even use my hands. Um, but Tim did a lot of like coming home on breaks and like switching his stuff around. My family did a lot of like coming by to help, um, my neighbors and everything. So I was like super, super grateful for all of that kind of help. Um, but yeah, like no picking her up, no pushing, no pulling, no lifting, all that kind of stuff. Um, I couldn't make dinner. Um, I still really am not doing much cooking or anything like that. Um, no using my hands, like push myself up or like get up from things, which is like one of the hardest parts about it. Um... And yeah, that's kind of what the whole process was from there. Then I had a an appointment um, last week for my two-week mark, and they took off the surgical tapes, which was crazy. They said, I'm basically healing like a week ahead of schedule, which is fucking awesome. And they look awesome. <laughs> they look awesome. Um, and... I have an appointment. So I went for a bra fitting yesterday at a place called the Dane shop in Morristown. They like know a lot of the clients from Spiro's office. Um, Like they know the drill and everything. And they actually have like bras that are like perfect for transitioning bras and everything. they let you um, do like a fitting and then like take a couple to bring to your appointment to try on with the surgeon um, and see which ones they think are best for you. And then if you don't like any, you can just bring them back and they don't charge anything. Or if you do like some, you just say run my card um and I have my next appointment on Friday. And then after that appointment, they basically said that they don't see me till the end of summer. And I think I start like the Scar gel. Um I can do more, I can wear regular bras, um, all that kind of stuff. So it's crazy. <laughs> it's crazy that like I went for my consultation like the end of January, and now it's the first week of May, and this is where I'm at. It's absolutely fucking nuts. This episode is sponsored by BetterHelp. I'm sure we can all relate that there are days where getting out of bed seems like the most excruciating and exhausting chore of the entire day. I'm a culprit, especially when I'm having bad mental health days or I'm kind of in a rut. I literally went through a portion where my mental health was so bad that I would not show up to appointments, I would cancel appointments the morning of, even though I was awake. Just because the idea of having to get out of bed to go to that appointment seemed too exhausting to me. It was one of those times where nothing seemed worth getting out of bed. And it made me feel better, in quotes, to just lay in bed all day and do nothing. I've been in and out of therapy for years, and I'm actually now pursuing a career to become a therapist myself. And I can go on and on and on and on about the benefits of therapy. Therapy all in all is one of the best ways you can start investing in yourself. And I know, honestly, without having gone to therapy myself, I probably wouldn't be able to cope with things the way I can now and even deal with those bad days where I don't want to get out of bed. There's nothing wrong with asking for help or for going to therapy. And with BetterHelp, you're connected to the world's largest therapy service from the comfort of your very own home. So on those days where it is a lot harder to get out of bed or you feel like it's not worth getting out of bed... BetterHelp makes it easy to connect with a network of over 30,000 licensed and experienced therapists ready to help with a wide range of issues over text, chats, phone, and video calls. I myself signed up for BetterHelp, and I was so surprised how easy it was to get in contact with a therapist, being able to just chat with them whenever I wanted, and I honestly thought to myself, why isn't it always like this? To get started on your own mental health journey, click the link in this episode's homepage or go to betterhelp.com slash trends for 10% off your first month of therapy with BetterHelp. That's better, H-E-L-P dot C-O-M slash typicaltrends, T-Y-P-I-C-A-L-T-R-E-N-D-Z for 10% off your first month of therapy. Take care of yourself and invest more time in being there for you. Okay, so now that <laughs> now that i shared this entire story in one breath um no i'm just kidding sorry i talk really fast and i i just missed this guys i'm just i'm i'm out here i'm just fucking rambling so that was the whole process up to this point um today is the third my next appointment is on the 5th and then i basically i think i'm just kind of living life until a little while down the road i don't know exactly like the time marker um I have to see what they end up saying because based on my paperwork, I'm a week ahead of like the way that they laid everything out for me. Like, okay, week, this and this, like, this is when this happens and whatever. Like they said, I'm kind of like a week ahead of that. So I don't know exactly like what I can and can't do. Um, I know that they said like until week four, um, it's, you know, I can't do any type of exercise, no sexual activity, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I don't know if that still stands with the point that I'm at now. I guess I'll find out on Friday. So I'll let you guys know if you are so interested. But um, the bras I have to get, I have to get a daytime bra, a bra to sleep in, and then a workout bra. Um, they want, they don't, they aren't, hello? I'm fine. Um, what the fuck am I trying to say? They don't require you to wear an underwire bra. Um I hate underwire, so I was kind of happy to hear that. Well, very happy to hear that. Um, I hate underwire, but I was debating on, like, at least getting one so that I could have it for, like, depending on what I'm wearing and whatever, and because I never really had one that I felt, like, actually supported me and, like, felt good to wear, so I feel like it's good to have one, Um, and then they want you to sleep in a bra for, like, three months following surgery um, because I did get a lift. I didn't know that. Um, I did get a lift, too. Um, Nothing was put in me to give me the lift. They were just did it with what I... How the fuck am I trying to say this? I don't get an implant to give me a lift. It's just like a lift with whatever the fuck I have. So um, they will look lifted for the duration of my life depending on how well I maintain... Not maintain. What's the word? They want me to wear a certain type of bra and have it be fitted correctly so that I can help maintain the shape of my boobs as they heal to further maintain the lift and the shape and stuff that I got from the surgery. Um, so if that made any fucking sense, that's the whole point of why I have to wear a bra. Um, they said that after that time, you don't have to wear a bra really at all. But again, like the more that you wear one, the more it'll help to like maintain that shape. So I'm sure like, I probably won't be going like bra all the time, but I would like to not have to sleep with a bra on. Um, and then I also can't sleep on my stomach for three months after surgery too. Um, or do any type of like pectoral muscle um, exercises so I can go back to the gym. I can run, I can do whatever. Um, I just can't do any type of like chest isolated exercises and no kettlebell, um, things. I don't know why just specifically kettlebell, um, but it says not to use kettlebells. So, um, that's kind of that whole thing. Um, as far as what they said about the surgery. So, um, they did do, Um, I don't know what the word is for but they basically tested whatever it was that they removed and that all came back good. Um, a culture, I think it is, um, that all came back good. And they ended up telling me that they took out almost three times as much from my left boob as my right boob, which is fucking insane to me. Um, I wish I could post the before and after pictures for like the world to see because it's fucking crazy. But basically, um, my torso, half my torso was being covered by my left boob. Um, and my right boob was, like, a quarter of my torso was being covered. Um, I never knew how wildly uneven I was. Apparently, Tim never noticed it either. Um, and I honestly, I I hated them so much that I don't recall any time just standing in front of a mirror and just, like, looking at them enough to, like, have noticed that. But they are, like, incredibly uneven, um, to the point that, my last appointment, we were talking about the whole bra and whatever, like shopping thing. And the, the nurse was like, do you think you're going to have to get new bras? And I was like, well, um, you know, I was a, a 36 triple D. Now they're telling me I'm going to end up around between like a B and a C. So like probably. And she was like. Um, yeah, let me just look at the before pictures and like we'll see. And like she literally looked at them and I did like a double take and I was like, holy shit, those are my before pictures. I was like, where the fuck was my left hip trying to go all this time? It looked like it was two separate people's bodies that were put together on my body. It was ridiculous. Um, so needless to say, yes, I do need new bras. Um, when I went for the fitting, I was ending up around like a 34 to a 36 between a C and a D. Um, which again it depends on where you go um and i'm still like a little swollen right now too and like they haven't fully like settled either so i probably will end up around between like closer to a c than i am going to be a d um and then again i'm hoping to lose weight so like the width and everything like the number um will shrink but the cup size is going to be probably around a c um and yeah they ended up taking out three times as much for my left than my right um I was basically a, a two cup size difference between my boobs. And yeah. That was uh that that's uh. So that's where I'm at with the whole thing. Um I've been very transparent with like posting everything. Um so if you guys want to see anything, I am like posting pretty consistently about it on my Instagram and my TikTok. Um, I did just switch my TikTok over from being typical trends to Haley A. Grimes. I'm kind of turning it into, like, my personal, and I'm going to make a business one just because I feel like it's better to have two than to have my only Instagram be my business name. So, um, if you don't already, go follow me on that. Um, And I do have some exciting things to share with you guys. So, um, I did get approved. I don't know if you guys know what it's called, but a lot of, like pretty popular creators use it it's kind of similar to how like link you put that link in your bio and then it's all those links connected um i got approved for uh the platform i don't know how to pronounce it but it's H O O . B E. and um i updated all of that so that's going to be in my bio now with all of my links um and everything my amazon storefront the website Um, the podcast, everything, and I'm also revamping my business website. So that's gonna be updated and uh, able to be looked at nice and refreshed soon too. Um, I am going to be offering some mindset coaching as well. So the prices and everything are still in the works, but overall, the whole idea of the mindset coaching is to kind of assist you if you are in therapy or if you are considering therapy, Um, again, I'm not a clinical therapist yet. Uh, I am pursuing my degree in it right now. I have a little bit over, a little bit under a year left now. Um, but I do have the qualifications and I do have my own personal insurance and all that kind of stuff to be a mindset coach. So it basically just be like working on like a daily to weekly basis. Um, there's different options as far as like how you'd like to meet, but it would be pretty much all online. Um, just to be able to kind of just have somebody check in with, um, Again, not a therapist, um, just a coach, Um, and uh, I'm super excited to kind of be able to post that um, sometime soon. Uh, I did want to share it with you guys on here because I like to share stuff on here first because then if you listen to the podcast, you know before other people, so. Um, And I did actually start a fundraiser for the Trevor Project through my business, so I do have a fundraiser now that once I share that new link in my bio, all of those links will be available. And I do have a new sponsorship. Um, So if you listened to episodes previously, and I'm sure probably at this point in the episode, you probably hit it already. But um, I am now sponsored by and partnered with BetterHelp Online Therapy. So... I am super excited for that. Um, I got the email. I had reached out to them a little while ago. I got the email um, a little under a week ago, and it was kind of one of those, like, oh, my God, holy shit. <laughs> like, they actually answered me, and, like, they actually want to, like, sponsor me and everything. So um, I do have my own personal link that gets you 10% off of your first month of therapy through BetterHelp. Um, I, myself, had signed up for BetterHelp when I was at a point where I was like, I need to speak to somebody. Um I love that you can switch your therapist at any time for no additional cost. Um, It's kind of like you get to shop around, see who works best for you. Um, they all are certified and licensed and experienced. In a wide range of different things, having to do with mental health, um, so the odds of you being able to find somebody that specializes or at least understands and can assist you in what you are looking to get help with is very likely. Um, and again, you literally can do it right from your house. It's you can text your therapist, uh, you can video call, you can just have a phone call, whatever way works for you. Um, and I think the idea of it all and their mission, everything is super important. So that'll be shared soon. I have to wait for my link to go live on their end. But if you have been considering therapy and you'd like to do it online through BetterHelp, um, I'd love to be able to chat with you about it. And I think that is basically it. (laughs) Um, Again, I aim for this to be like a mini episode and I'm approaching like a half hour. But I guess that's mini compared to my other ones. So um, I do want to say how incredibly thankful I am for all of you. And for my friends and my family who all came to, you know, visit me, um, those who sent me all the kind messages, everybody on social media that responded to stuff and sent me such like kind words, um, all the gifts and the baskets and the flowers and edible arrangements and all that kind of stuff that I got. Um, it means the absolute world to me. Um... You know, I feel like sometimes we get so caught up in, you know, you don't know who your real friends are until something bad happens and blah, blah, blah. But it was nice that this is something that I was doing for me and it was a good thing and people really supported me for it. Um, as of right now, I couldn't be happier with the results and I'm incredibly grateful for all the help and all the kindness that I received through the whole process and continue to receive. Um, so thank you for that. Um, and in addition to that, those of you who support the podcast, um, I am so excited to continue to see where this goes. Um, I'm glad to be back and feeling better to be back with this um, and back to a consistent schedule. And yeah, um, let's just just keep working on making these conversations around mental health more difficult to have. And I will see you guys in the next one.